This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day, um, which is when I'm recording this. It makes me feel like I should do something related to love or relationships or, I don't know, heartbreak, something. Um, loneliness would be another appropriate topic, I'm sure. Frustration. Um, I don't have anything prepared along those lines. I honestly completely forgot about Valentine's Day until yesterday, I believe. I saw the the heart balloons in the gym. I was like, oh, yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? But anyway, we are going to shift gears a little bit. We've been kind of in the uh, the harsh, um, aggressive, yourself-together mindset, and I'm still about that, but um, there's there's more than one angle to approach things from, and we've been doing that a lot lately. So we're going to switch gears. We're going to take a little bit softer of an approach today. Um, this is something that is extremely important, though, and I didn't I didn't really think about it till the other day, but I felt I felt inspired. I felt called to to do this and um, to share this with you guys because it's something that's important. It's it's very it has a huge impact on your quality of life, on your mental and emotional well being, and it's something that is overlooked a lot. Um, and even when it's not overlooked, it's often misinterpreted. It's taught in weird ways, or it's just hard to do, <laughs> so we don't do it. Um, but it, no, 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 it's it's very important. So. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about forgiveness, actually. Um, that's going to be forgiveness of others, forgiveness of ourselves. And there's a lot to dig into with this. Um, I, th- I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, so the idea of forgiveness for me as a kid was always like, you're a horrible person, you don't like this other individual, they did something wrong, and you feel bad about it, you feel angry, and because of that, you're a horrible human being. And the only way, you know, it's like, no, that's not really appropriate. Like, you have it's it's perfectly fine to have emotional reactions to people to 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 have like negative feelings towards somebody. That's normal. That's natural. What's not okay is to feed into it. And what happens when you feed into it? What happens when you hold on to this stuff? Is you're gonna walk around the rest of your life carrying all this crap that other people dumped on you, and you're you're going to constantly be struggling against negative, toxic stuff from, you know, who knows how long ago, right? And this is stuff that's weighing you down. This is stuff that's eating up energy in the back of your mind. And it's like, a lot of times it's, you're not even aware of it, right? A lot of the trauma that we have, a lot of the, the fear, a lot of the, the resentment, the anger, the indignation that we feel towards other people, and the suspicion that we feel of people in the future, a lot of that stems from not forgiving the people in our past. Now, Obviously, this is easier said than done, and we're going to talk about how to do it. We're going to get into like actual strategies for releasing this stuff. But the point is, and I'm not saying to be dumb. It's like, oh, somebody truly hurt you. Like, let's just forgive them and forget about it. It's like you can let go of the the stuff that you hold on to while still protecting yourself. It's not about forgetting that it ever happened. It's about not holding anything inside of you that doesn't need to be there, right? Forgiveness is not about the other person. And, and that's what I, I think people misunderstand a lot. It's like when they don't want to let something go, a lot of times it comes down to, 
I don't feel like you deserve for me to let this go, <laughs> right? You know, somebody, I don't know, tries to kill your pet when you break up with them, or somebody cheats on you, or somebody um, puts you down in public, or mocks you in front of your, your boss, or something like that. It's like, you don't deserve my forgiveness. Well, it's not about that, though. It's about the internal state of angst and chaos and whatever else that you're holding on to by not forgiving that person. It's about you, right? And of course, when you hold on to that stuff, you tend to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you go into social situations and you expect that somebody's going to hurt you, you tend to treat them in a way that makes them more likely to hurt you, right? If you go into a relationship, so I've heard, I've never had this happen to me, but you think that somebody's going <laughs> to, might be, you know, um, what's the word, disrespectful, or they, you think that they're going to be sneaky, they're going to do something, they're going to cheat on you, they're going to be unfaithful, whatever. You tend to, like, be very suspicious of that person. You tend to be a little bit, like, everything, everything that they do is met with this sense of pre-existing anger. Because it's like, you, you know that this is going to happen. You're expecting that's going to happen. So when anything happens, you react as if, like, this is an ongoing issue. And you tend to blow things out of proportion. You tend to make them feel a certain type of way because nobody likes to be treated like that. Um, and whether they were doing something or not, it's like that's going to alienate them. It's going to push them away. Um, same thing with like friendships. You know, if you're like, this person's just always putting me down. They're always mocking me. They're always whatever. And then at some point you decide, well, um, to, to let go of all that stuff, you might find that when you treat them um, with that forgiveness, when you treat them in an open, compassionate way, that it, it makes it more difficult for them to even to, to even behave that way towards you anymore. So let's get into it. Let's talk about a little bit about it. I want to take a lot of coffee breaks. This is middle of the day, 1, 1.45. This is my sleepy time. This is nap time. I don't ever actually get to take naps at this time of day, but if I could, I absolutely would. It's very hot. Okay, so the first thing let's talk about. Um, there's not a magic bullet for this. I'm going to give you guys a bunch of stuff, a bunch of strategies. Whatever sticks with you, sticks with you. Work on what you can, whatever you remember. Jot it down, give it a shot. Make it a point to do something every day, right? That's how you get better at stuff. So the first one is we're going to look at stepping into other people's perspectives, right? You got to remember that whatever has happened to you, whatever, you know, whatever has, and by the way, we're going to start from like with easier stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to start with like, you know, rude comments and um, people that just get on your nerves, right? We're not going to start with, you know, the person that cheated on you or your emotionally abusive parents or crazy stuff like that. We're, we're going to start with the stuff that's like a little bit easier. We're going to get better at doing this and then we can work our way up to that kind of thing. So I'm going to start with like easier examples if I can. But stepping into other people's perspectives. Um, remember that people are always in their own world. They're always in their own head. They're always having conversations with themselves. They're always thinking about how does this affect me? Um, and it's, it's, we're all biased, right? Like our world is centered around us. So the things that happen around us, we have a tendency to think that the things happening around us have something to do with us. And in a sense they, they do, but at the same time, most of the things that people do against us is not really that targeted at us. It's really, it's something that's going on 
in their heads. And I'm sure that you can, you, if you try, you can think of a few times where you've said something you shouldn't have to other people, where you've done something you shouldn't have to somebody else, where somebody's been mad at you over something, or they were offended by something, right? And when you do it to other people, there's always a reason, right? Like, it's always justified. It's like, oh, well, I did it because, or I said it because, or they started it, or whatever, you know, or I didn't mean it that way. It's their fault they interpreted it like that, or I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even realize it did that, but it, like it actually affected the other person. So if we look at the times that we've hurt other people, we can always find a justification, right? And so it stands to reason that anything somebody else does to us is probably justified in their own mind. Now, that doesn't make it okay. I'm not excusing anything. I'm just helping us, like, let's start breaking the ice a little bit. Let's start getting a little bit of empathy and start getting out of our heads a little bit. If we can step into somebody else's perspective and try to understand, like, yes, they hurt me, but where is that coming from, right? Like, what what drove them to do that? Because a lot of times we can kind of see it's some kind of insecurity on their part. It's some kind of, sometimes it's just ignorance, right? Like they don't mean to do something, but they're kind of dumb or they, they didn't know any better, but whatever helps, right? Um, you know, or, or you can see that, hey, this is a really angry person. This is somebody that is constantly at odds with everybody, right? Like they're kind of paranoid and it's kind of easy to look at them and see, you know what, they, they probably were overreacting, but in their mind, this meant something different, right? Like this seemed like a big deal to them. And it seemed like they needed to say that they needed to, because nobody ever does anything with the intention of making life harder or life worse, right? Nobody's ever going to sit there and say, what's the worst possible decision I can make, right? How can I just hurt people, right? It's very rare that you find people that just want to hurt somebody else. Typically there's a reason, and it may be a selfish reason, maybe very misguided, but they had some kind of underlying logic, right? And once you can kind of start to identify that and work through it a little bit, again, doesn't mean that it excuses the behavior. It doesn't mean that you should still be around that person if it's something extreme. doesn't mean you should tolerate it. It's just about learning to let the emotional sting that you tend to, to internalize dissipate, right? It's about understanding like what is, if you hold on to anger against somebody else, if you hold on to resentment or something like that, you're clenched up emotionally, right? And it's not doing anything good for you, right? Because if you can unclench and you can relax and just kind of let that, that, um, that negative stuff kind of pass on its own, you can still set boundaries. You can still come to logical conclusions about this. Actually, if anything, this clears your mind up significantly so that you can do that stuff, so that you can make intelligent decisions. So that instead of um, reacting against somebody, you're, you're responding in a intelligent manner. Okay. Um, if you can seek to understand why somebody else did something and get their viewpoint, get like, you know, maybe you realize they were coming from a place like it doesn't make any logical sense to you, but in their world, it seemed like a good idea when you can start doing that. Um, and you can start seeing that it's their immaturity it's their, their blind spots. It, again, it doesn't mean that it's not wrong, but it helps you to not take it personally, right? And I think that a lot of the times that that's what we're really offended by is things that are like directed at us, right? So like if a tornado comes by and destroys our house, that sucks <clears throat> and it's, it's devastating to us and it's annoying and we might be upset about it or we probably are upset about it, but if somebody intentionally starts trouble with you, we take that personally, right? Because that's an assault on our ego. That's an assault on us, right? 
that's that's a perceived wrong and it's not it's not an accident right it's something that somebody came out of their way to do right um and once we can kind of understand that like no this is how people this is how that person treats people in general right like they they do this to everybody they do this and it's not because of other people necessarily it's because that's just who they are right that's the strategy that they have learned to get through life with and it's working or it's not working i don't know and it's like you can look at it and say this is a dumb strategy that isn't that's not a good idea but at the end of the day that's their strategy and it's not against you personally it helps tremendously now again still protect yourself um it's just the forgiveness is not about ignoring the bad stuff it's about not holding in the poison that other people are feeding you okay so um and again like i said people get stuck on this idea well they i shouldn't forgive them they it's not about that it's an, it's about not carrying that with you and that's it right so another thing that can help with this to help put things in perspective and again this has more to do with you than with them is trying to figure out what was the good that came out of this right what was the good result and if there isn't one that's immediately obvious find one okay so maybe somebody um, in a relationship with you was i don't know degrading they were rude they said some stuff that you know you're holding against them well, what is the good that can come out of that? Now, I'm not saying this is a prescription. I'm not saying, I don't know the relationship. There's a million factors that can go into this, but just as an example, um, maybe that was a good thing because it showed you, hey, this is who this person is. They're, they're rude. They're mean. They're disrespectful. They don't care about others. They don't think about other people before they speak. That's a big red flag, and it's not something that's going to change. They're showing me who they are. I can leave, right? And another situation that could be, this is a genuinely good person. They're making a mistake consistently. What's the good that comes out of this? Well, this is a good chance for me to practice setting boundaries, communicating that I'm hurt, communicating my needs, um, talking to somebody when I really don't want to, because it's difficult. We all know this, right? Um, if it's something that, you know, work, for example, it's like, hey, this person is consistently a pain in the ass. They're very rude to me, but what's the good that comes out of that? is this a good chance for me to practice being patient? Is this a good chance, like maybe you look at yourself and you realize that you don't forgive people, that you do hold on to stuff and that you do assume that the worst is gonna happen no matter what. And so if that's something that you really struggle with, like if you have a lot of anxiety, if you are chronically paranoid that everybody's out to get you, right? Those little moments, those little slights against you are phenomenal opportunities to work on yourself because that's what you're struggling with. That's what you need to practice, right? And the way to, how do you, um, you know, you build up an immunity to that poison by experiencing it, but then by letting it go, by keeping yourself healthy so that your body can naturally process it out. Uh, the same thing with like the, the emotional side. It's like you learn to kind of absorb the shock, but then to just kind of push it out. You're not, you're not holding on to anything, right? If you try to resist it, if you try to force yourself not to feel angry, it's not going to work, I promise. If you try to say, well, I'm, I'm a bad person because I'm angry, it's not going to work. You're just going to build up more shame. You're going to have things to forgive yourself about. So it's about understanding, like, I can find something good in this. It doesn't mean that what happened was good, but I can make it good. And that's all that matters because you can't control what people do to you. You can only control how you respond to them. So if people are going to do bad things to you, no matter what, and we can kind of agree that this is going to happen. And it may be um, intentional sometimes, it may not be. But stuff is going to happen that you're going to have to choose between forgiveness or resentment. So it's like, well, I choose to make the most of this. I choose to practice being a more compassionate person. 
um, which is going to help me out tremendously. Is also that's something that ripples out into everybody around you, by the way, right? And it's like even if that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven for what they did, when they still receive that compassion, a lot of times that can that can be a, a very profound. Um, experience for them and it can in- encourage them to change it can encourage them to see things differently not always and you shouldn't expect that it's going to happen because it's not always going to and I don't want you to be disappointed when it doesn't happen over half the time but more often than not I think just my personal experience when you sh- when you can show that you are a strong person you're not forgiving them just because you don't have an option because you're a pushover but it's like no like You've, chose, you've, you've chosen to rise above this, a lot of times that does have a pretty big impact on people. If nothing else, they tend to calm down a little bit because they're used to doing stuff like that and then people push back. And they don't get that pushback. Now, a truly toxic person is going to keep poking at you and trying to screw with you. And you should, that, like, that's somebody that you need to watch out for. You need to set boundaries. You need to get away from or whatever, uh, depending on the situation. But a lot of people don't intend to start trouble. They don't intend to hurt you right? And maybe they kind of know that they're going to, but again, it's coming from that selfish place of like a distorted perception of, I think this is what's best, even if it's not, but from their point of view, this seems like the best thing to do right now to get what they want, which is to be happy, right? And so when they see that you're treating them differently, that can have a big impact. Okay. One thing I want to talk about with forgiveness, let me get some coffee. It's absurdly hot. One thing I want to talk about with this, um, writing it down, like journaling it, I, I actually really disagree with this in, in, in a lot of different ways. So I, I just, I think that it's actually a very destructive thing to sit there and like write stuff out over and over and over again. I think that there's a time and a place for it. I'm not saying it's always bad. Um, what I have found, the same thing with like art, people that are trying to express their feelings. So when I was growing up, I was really big into journaling and I was, I was big into writing. I still am. I love writing. And that was how I expressed myself as like an angry teenager. <laughs> and so I would write stuff down and I would do it partially as like journaling, partially as art. And I did that for a long time. And it didn't, I don't think it really helped because like it would, it would help for a little while and then something else would come back. It's like, I feel burnt out. I feel like, okay, I released all this. I feel a little bit better. And then a couple of days later, it would like start to build again. It would get worse and worse and worse. And then the second time around, like a week or two later, it's like it's worse than it was before. It's like, okay, well, I got to write it down again. And like, it doesn't go anywhere, right? It's not actually gone. It's like you feel a catharsis for a couple hours, but the, the emotion is not gone. Like the feeling is not gone. And I saw an interview with Steve Vai, actually. And he was talking about, look, this is a mistake that artists make when they're trying to express themselves with music is they, they, they try to focus in on like this negative emotion, like this, this sorrow and the anger and whatever else. And they try to express that through, the, through music or through writing or whatever. And he says, look, that's not what's happening. All you're doing is you're focusing on that negative emotion. You're building it. You're nurturing that negativity, right? And it's like, yes, you're turning it into art, but you're not doing anything with the emotion inside of you. And I would, I would add on to that how many people who are artists and are like very neurotic and they're very depressed and they're very anxious and they have a lot of anger and like very emotionally unstable. And when I say artist, I mean myself because I am all of those things sometimes. Um, I've gotten a lot better over the last couple of years, but I do still struggle with that a little bit. And like as a 
young adult as a teenager yes like i was just all over the place um and i I, i'm not going to say that the whole reason is because i was focusing on negative emotion to express myself but i think it was a factor right and there's obviously more that goes into that so with journaling writing stuff out if it helps you do it but be very mindful of how much you do it if you're going over the same thing over and over and over again day after day after day and you're not making new progress and it's just kind of turning into this dull sense of like uh what's the word not like resentment but like it's like a dull burning oh man i can't think of the word smoldering it's smoldering inside of you that's something to be mindful of that's something to watch out for alan watts talks about um in one of his books um He's talking about how certain Zen masters train their students and with, with like these really difficult riddles to solve. And they're, in, they're, insol- they're unsolvable, excuse me. That's like the point of them is like you, you work really, 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 really hard and then you eventually like give up because you're tired and you just relax. Like, I, I can't do it. I surrender. And in that moment of surrender, in that moment of giving up, like you've worked yourself so hard, you've built up so much tension and pressure that like the release of it you become very, it gets, it's a total release, right? And you feel a sense of calm, you feel a sense of peace, of satori or whatever. And like, for a moment, you're actually in a very zen-like state. And he's saying, look, that's not really the best way to go about it um, long-term, because all you're doing is you're training yourself to become tighter and tighter clenched, and then to release, right? But you're still building that muscle of clenching up, and you're, you're training yourself to only be able to release with that, that sense of like tension first. Um, and I kind of put those two things together. And I say, well, if you're, if you're just journaling over and over again, writing down like these angry things that upset you and stress you out, at some point it becomes like, yes, you're going to burn yourself out and you're gonna feel better. But then like, are you, are you feeding into that? Are you building that, that habit of being enraged? <laughs> are you building that sense of like, I have to write this down or I can't do anything with it? And so that becomes like an addiction. It's like you don't learn how to process that on your own by just letting it pass, right? Um, so, so something to be aware of. I'm not saying that journaling is like terrible and isn't going to help you at all. Um, I'm just saying that it's something to be mindful of. And I, I have found in my personal life that it makes things worse nine times out of ten. But there are certain cases where it does help to just write something out and then forget about it. So if you can do that, I, th- fine, but just be careful. All right, my handwriting for these notes is awful. Okay, I think this was just like a random thought that I had. If easily irritated, how much stuff are you holding on to? Okay, so what I meant by that, um, or what was going through my head when I jotted that down, was that if you, okay, somebody stresses you out, you hold on to that. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, like, oh, there's nobody can drive in this city. And then you go into work, and it's like, oh, my boss is an idiot. And then the, my coworker is making fun of me. And then, you know, my girlfriend, boyfriend's like being selfish. And then my friends don't care about me. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, you hold on to all this stuff, and you're walking around with all this like low level anger, resentment, and stress, whatever else. When you hold on to all that stuff, it, it, it piles up. On top of itself it starts to compound it starts to get worse and worse and worse and what happens is your brain your your emotional body become cluttered right and it, it weighs you down and it stresses you out and it becomes this kind of unintelligible ball of just negativity right so it's like the anger mixes in with the sadness mixes in with the depression mixes in with um 
the anxiety mixes in with the loneliness mixes in with whatever else. it's like all this negative painful stuff just kind of mixes together into this like mess right and it's, it's difficult to to sort through it all because it's, it doesn't really come from anywhere in particular it comes from everywhere all at once and it's all just kind of connected and you you set one thing off you know like somebody says something mean to you and then it triggers the whole ball of pain it triggers everything right because it's all it's all just kind of mixed together so when you hold on to stuff that people do against you again this is this is healthy for you to release this stuff when you make it a habit of actively sitting down every day and saying let's go through this process let's forgive this person let's figure out why they did what they did let's see it from their perspective let's see what good i can find in it let's try to figure out was i at fault for some of this right because a lot of times we can find something that we are responsible for that doesn't mean that everything is your fault but it does mean that you shift from being a victim of circumstance to there was an active role that i played how can i become more aware of this and how can i shift out of that particular pattern how can i shift into doing something more productive right and it doesn't mean that even if you're perfect that nothing bad is going to happen to you it doesn't um all it means is that you're taking whatever power you can right um that on top of like how do I choose to react to this? Like maybe this person was truly vindictive. I didn't deserve it. Let's just say like hypothetically, like you didn't deserve it. They were just a horrible person and they attacked you for no reason other than their own crap, right? If you hold on to that, what good does that do you? Because you can choose to release that stuff. You can choose to work through it and still protect yourself from that person. Like the, the anxiety tricks you into thinking that you need it, right? Anger tricks you into thinking that you need it. You feel like, oh, well, if, if I don't resolve this, then that is an, an, an additional hit, you know, to my self-esteem, to my ego. And that's something to be very mindful of, right? And sometimes we just have to grapple with that. We have to realize, hey, I feel slighted, and that's my own thing. That's my own internal issue, right? Maybe this person did something wrong. Sometimes people don't do anything wrong. Sometimes people will make a comment on your post or they'll disagree with me or, or you know, whatever. And like, I'll notice that too. And like, I feel like, oh, well, this person's attacking me. It's like, why? Why do I feel attacked by this? Like, they didn't do anything wrong. They just disagreed with me, you know, and I have to kind of sort through that. And it's like, there's nothing to forgive there. It's something that, well, I mean, there is in a sense, but like, that's something that like my ego is taking the wrong way. I need to release that. I need to work through that. I need to let that pass. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you're so what I'm saying, what I was saying with that too is like if you don't make the habit of doing that, if you don't make the habit of releasing that stuff, you're gonna walk around with this um, ever expanding ball of pain or the pain body or whatever, and you're gonna just become very easily irritated. You're gonna become neurotic because small things are gonna set you off in a big way because what's happening is that all that stuff is connected and kind of just like morphing together. So it's like one tiny thing that doesn't have that much to do with. The other stuff in your life is still triggering that whole mess all at once like your whole you know unconscious is just going crazy over stupid stuff that doesn't matter that much um another issue that we run into is that we look for closure from people we look for a well, while forgive them when they apologize i'll forgive them when they change their behavior i'll forgive them whenever closure is an excuse and i've said this with breakups i'll say it with this too if you're waiting for somebody to do something for you so that you can move on, that's just an excuse for you not to move on, right? It's not up to them. It's up to what kind of life do you want to live? Do you want to hold on to this resentment or do you want to move past it, right? Um, 
And I think actually relationships are a great example of that because if you, let's say your ex did something horrible to you, right? And you haven't resolved that. You haven't let that go. And I'm not saying that you're a bad person if you haven't or that you're failing because it's hard, right? And it's, this is not a one-stop process. This is a cycle that will go through many, many times and you go further with it, you get better and better at it, right? And you'll think you've forgiven somebody and then a year later you realize you didn't fully. Like you're still holding on to stuff or you still have to work through some stuff. That's fine. What I'm saying is that if you just don't do it at all, you're like, well, I need to get them back or, you know, they need to apologize to me or something needs to happen before I can do this. Well, when you go into the next relationship, you're taking all that crap with you and you're going to be acting through that same mess that you had before. Right. Um, so when that person, this new person does something that's mildly upsetting, it's going to trigger all of that stuff that you're holding on to with this other person. Right. And it's like, what is actually happening here? If that person was actually out to get you and truly vindictive, um, they're not going to apologize to you. If they were a flawed human being that did the best they could or gave 50% of what they had and you had a bad breakup, they're still not going to apologize to you. More than likely, you know, maybe they will eventually, but it's like if you hold on to that stuff and wait for them to say that they're sorry or to try to do something so that you can feel better, you're giving them power. You're giving them all the control. Right. And if it's an ex, you definitely don't want that, obviously. Um, if it's a coworker, you know, it's like, well, this person's really a pain in the ass. I really want them to apologize to me. But they don't have to, right? And they might not. And if they if they are actually out to get you, they probably won't. And guess what? If they are not out to get you, but they are act they're acting from a place of their own perception, they're in the middle of their own world, and they don't see how they're hurting you, they probably think that you're being oversensitive. They're probably, they probably think that you deserved it. Like they, they've got their own stuff going on. So if you go around expecting people to conform to your version of reality, you're, you're in for a pretty rough life. I'm sorry to tell you. So don't wait for closure. Just do what you have to do. Take responsibility for your healing and let the rest work itself out, right? A lot of times you'll, you will get that closure once you've worked through things. I've never had an ex apologize to me until I had long since sort of things. And at that point, it's like, it's nice, but it doesn't, meet, it doesn't matter, right? Like, I don't need it anymore. Um, I had a friend who we had, I was in the military with him, and we had a pretty weird thing go on, like, where there was some there was some violence involved there like we, we we were at each other's throats for a while there and both of us did things to hurt each other and then years later after i had been out i happened to be in his neighborhood and he found out about it he's like hey come hit me up i was like i actually legitimately thought that this dude was going to mug me i really did i i, I honestly i was like there's zero percent chance that i walk out of here without getting my ass beat like, I just, I think that something bad's going to happen, right? But when he got, when I got there, he was like, he brought that up, like, very quickly. He's like, listen, man, what happened? Like, I was so mad about that for so long. And then at some point, I started to realize you were right in some ways. And then once I realized that, it's like, oh, there's stuff I need to work on. And I don't agree with what you did necessarily, but I'm actually okay with it. And you actually helped me see something. Now, I'm not saying that I was, like, this great person who was acting to help him i was <laughs> i just i was i was not the best character at that point in time and i was very much acting to protect myself right he had chosen to forgive me regardless of how i looked at him right he had chosen to let go of that he had chosen to move on and it's like i didn't even realize that i was still holding on to that memory until he told me that it was okay 
And like the amount of relief that I felt from that, like was actually really significant. That's something that I've held on to for a long time. And it's like, when you do forgive somebody, when you do look at them and say, look, you know, I've, I've chosen to grow from this, it's inspiring, right? It makes you want to do better. And if you do that to other people, it may not have an immediate tangible impact, but over the course of time, like this becomes who you are, it will absolutely change things for you, 100%. And I noticed, and I found that out because I was on the receiving end of it. I was like, I didn't even know I needed to be, be forgiven for that, excuse me. Um, okay, more coffee, more coffee time. How are we doing on time? That's a good question. All right, we still got plenty of time. <coughs> All right. I think some of this might, some of these notes might be a little bit repetitive. Um, that's another thing too, is, is expectations that we have of people. A lot of times where we think that somebody has done something against us, it's not like, obviously somebody goes out of their way to hurt us or to, to say something negative to us. It's like, that, that is what it is. But I, I, I find that a lot of times that we are holding on to stuff it's because we had an expectation that things should be a certain way and that person violated that expectation. And it's not necessarily fair to expect people to conform to what you believe should happen. We like to think it is. Um, and if you're anything like me, you probably do that every day. But we also need to ask ourselves, when we're going through this process of trying to, to let stuff go, trying to move on, for our sake, for the sake of the world in general, we need more people. We, people in general need to learn to let stuff go, need to learn to forgive and move on. I think that we can all agree about that, right? Like, if you look out in the world and I say, listen, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. We all need to learn to be a little bit more forgiving of each other. I'm not even saying more tolerant, just accepting, just understanding and forgiving. It doesn't need, mean that we need to change our beliefs about what is right and wrong. It just means that we need to change how we approach things, right? Like if we can still say, look, I, no, 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 I still believe that what you did was wrong and I'm still going to defend that, but you do it without this place of indignation and rage. You're just coming from a logical place. It's coming from a, a place of compassion. That will change the world. I, I think we can all agree on that. It's just that nobody wants to be the one to actually let go of something that they feel was directed at them. They, they don't want to let go of that, that slight that somebody made against them. So the expectations that we have, this is how the world should be. Somebody should speak to me a certain way. Somebody should treat me like this. Somebody should show up in the friendship, the relationship in a certain way, and they don't. Somebody should treat me this way because this is what I want, right? And it's like, well, that's not really how it works. <laughs> People are going to let us down, all right? And it's okay to cl cl clearly communicate what we want to each other. That's perfectly fine, and I encourage it. But at the same time, you're not perfect. Nobody else on this planet is. And even if we were, like, even if everybody was perfect, what does that even mean? Like, perfect by whose standard? Perfect in your world? Perfect in the sense that we don't offend each other or hurt each other? Well, that's not really a realistic idea, though, because if we all have different viewpoints, if somebody's wrong about something, the appropriate thing to do is to correct them, is it not? But that can be very disruptive to somebody's self-esteem. That can be a blow to um, their self-image. You know, that's going to be something that they can consider a personal attack because the ego gets involved. And it's like, well, it's not really about that. It's about learning 
how do we want to live our lives? How do we want to approach other people? How do we want to be treated? And the secret to being treated how we want to be is by taking the first step and putting ourselves out there and doing that for others, to being the person that you want them to be, right? And again, you can't control anybody. You can't force them to fit into this. And you're going to be disappointed with anyone and everyone. It is what it is. That's okay, though. Once you accept that, once you understand that we are all flawed human beings and you sit down and you're trying to like, oh, this person, they irritated the crap out of me today. And you're trying to let go of that stuff. Just remember, well, what was my expectation here, right? Was my expectation not being met? And if so, is that their fault? Or is that because I thought that things should be this way? And is that maybe something that is aspirational, but also not practical? Or it's not realistic right now? Or not, at least not all the time? It's an important question to ask yourself. Um, okay, what's next? Morph those together. Holding on to all this crap, it's bad for your health, ma'am. It is. I, I talked a little bit, um, well, I'll say recently. It was probably a year, year and a half ago. I talked about a study. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. But they found that living in poverty um, reduces your IQ. I think it was 13 points. And the reason for that is because, well, if you have, if you're living in, in poverty, what does that look like? What does that translate to? Well, you have a lot of stress. You have a lot of things. Your bills are piling up. There's a lot of things on your plate. There's a lot of like just fires that need to be put out. And if you can't take care of most of those things, it's like that's just a tremendous amount of stuff that's on the back burner of your mind constantly. And what that does is it draws away energy from your intellect, from you know, your, the rest of you. And I think it's kind of the same concept with um, holding on to things that people have done against you, holding on to the hurt, holding on to pain, betrayal. If you're constantly fixating on this stuff that has happened, right, you're in a low-level state, or maybe not a low level, but you're in a state of anxiety. You're in a state of stress to some extent, right? And that's drawing, that's drawing energy away from, you know, your higher functions. Um, at the same time, too, it's going to make you paranoid. You know, if you expect that people are, if you're still fixated on something that somebody did against you, I keep coming back to this I keep wanting to say your ex, maybe I'm dealing with some unresolved issues here too that I need to forgive, <laughs> but I'm just going to say, now I don't even want to save your ex, but like, I'm still going to say it anyway. So if you're fixating on this person did something to hurt me two years ago, right? And I show up in a new relationship, right? Like, like right now I show up in a new relationship and two years ago, somebody did something to hurt me three years ago and I haven't forgiven them. Well, what does that mean? It means that I'm still focusing on that negative stuff from two years ago, which means that I'm still, again, your focus is a magnifying glass. It's going to blow whatever you put it over out of proportion. So I'm still focused on negative stuff that happens in relationships. I'm going to go into this new situation looking at things as if they're going to explode. They're, they're not going to work out because all my focus is on the negative stuff, right? Taking this focus off of the negative does not mean that you have to blind yourself to reality. It just means that you choose to put your energy into something that you want to nurture instead of something that you want to dissipate, right? Because if you're constantly adding fuel to the fire, it's not going anywhere. So you need to learn to forgive that stuff and to, to move on for it for your own sake. Otherwise, you're just going to be fixated on everything. Um, okay. I don't remember why I put that in my notes. But let's look at this. Let's look at this next one. 
I, I kind of touched on this a little bit. What did you do to contribute to this, right? And again, this is like, we're working through, we've realized, hey, we're holding on to something, let's forget this person. If you can figure out what you did to contribute to that person acting that way, that to me is one of the most cathartic things. It's not about saying that everything is your fault. It's not about taking responsibility for things that you had no control over. Like if somebody goes out of their way to hurt you or somebody's just an asshole, it's like if you're trying to take responsibility for that, you're going to feel bad about yourself for no reason, right? However, if you're prudent, you can sit there and look at it and say, okay, I did, you know, I put myself in this situation or I did, I know that this person's this way and I still chose to engage with them, right? Even if it's something as simple as that, right? Because I could have left. I could have not said anything. I could have just got on my phone and, you know, tuned them out. Or I could have let that, that insult go. It's like, yes, it was wrong that they did that. But the fact that I responded to it, that was me. You know, and you can justify, well, I, I have every right to defend myself. Of course you do. But you also are old enough to know that there's consequences for what you do. So if you choose to, to again, feed the fire and add into that stuff and you go kick the hornet's nest, like... It doesn't mean that what they did was okay, but you did make it worse. And I'm not saying that you have to blame yourself for everything. I think I've said that enough by now, but just to reiterate, and I'm reiterating it so many times because I made the mistake of blaming myself for everything for many years. So I don't want people to fall into that trap. It's, it's definitely a good way to take power back because once you start to see, yes, all this stuff happened, but here's the hand that I played and everything, you start focusing on what you can do better, which means that one, your life gets better. Two, you have less energy and focus and attention to put on stuff that happened to you that you can't change anyway. And so you, you, you notice that stuff less. You feel better about yourself in general. So it, it works all around, but it's, it, there, there is a toxic side. Like if you go too far with it where you start to just blame yourself for everything. So don't do that. Um, okay. And another thing too. If you're in the situation of something that's happened to you, really with any situation in life, it's appropriate to ask yourself, no matter what's going on, what is the best thing that I could do right now? What is the best use of my time, my energy? What is the best thing I could say or not say? A lot of times the best thing to say is nothing. Um, and I'm going to argue that it's probably never the best move to continue hurting yourself over something that somebody else did to you, right? Whether it was fair or not. And again, this is, it's easier said than done. This is something, this is aspirational. This is something to remind yourself of, to help start breaking these, these cycles, to help start training new pathways in your brain so you don't get stuck on this stuff. I'm not saying that this needs to happen overnight. I'm saying this is something to chew on and to kind of, to kind of start to assimilate into your, your, your um, mental construct of, of life if you're holding on to something that people have done to you, what you're doing is you're, you're torturing yourself in your own head, right? Because it happened to you once, but you're reliving it over and over and over again, right? And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, again, ego is a huge, a huge part of that. Um, your body tends to act as if something stressful is happening. And if the body thinks that something stressful is happening, um, it makes it harder to stop thinking about stressful things because you're like primed and ready for action. But again, the body doesn't know the difference between imagination and what's real, right? And I, I've said that before and people will get like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's like, oh really? 
sit down and think about somebody that makes you mad for a couple of minutes, right? What was the most painful experience you've ever been through? What happens? Your heart rate goes up. You start to feel adrenaline in your gut. You start to feel uneasy. You start to like sweat. Dude, I can't talk today. I told you it was my nap time. Um, but yeah, no, like you have a physiological response to your thoughts and a big part of um, dealing with you know, like it's a chronic health issue because like when your body's constantly in that state of stress, what's happening is that you're, you're slowly killing yourself. You're slowly poisoning yourself. You do need stress to some extent, but if you're just like throughout the day holding on to stuff from however long ago and you're going over it again and again and again in your mind and your body's physically responding to that, like you can see how that's bad for you, right? Like you're going to have IBS or something based off of that. Okay. And it's important to say, like, it, it, it tricks you into thinking that you need it, like I said earlier. And the reason that you want to hold on to it is, like, I want to protect myself. I want to, you know, um, I want to maintain my sense of, of self. I want to maintain my self-image. I want to make sure that, you know, other people don't think this is okay. I want to make sure that other people still respect me, right? And so it's, like, it seems like the good thing to do if you care about yourself, is to, to obsess over it, to stress over it. But it's not. Self-love is a, it, it's a promise to keep yourself healthy, right? Loving yourself is a promise to say that I'm going to do the best that I can to keep myself in a good place no matter what happens. And that's, again, aspirational. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Um, I struggle with it too, I promise. Um, but this is something that I've had you know, the times in my life where I have put a lot of focus on this and I've done better at it have been very peaceful. And then the times in my life where I haven't done so good have been very tumultuous um, at best. And, at, you know, for the most part, I'm somewhere in the middle where I, get, I, I seek to get better and better at doing this. Um, and I tend to be, uh, I, I, I think my natural disposition is to be somewhat forgiving. Um, I don't know why. So my issue is it tends to be more along the lines of being too forgiving because then I fail to set boundaries. And so I'm not saying that there isn't a point of diminishing returns where you can be just, you embrace people too much and they walk over. You absolutely, you need a certain side of you that is tough, that is able to stand up and like lay down the law, so to speak. Like you need a side of you that's going to be able to take action. And, you know, there's certain times where it is appropriate to fight back 110%. But you also, like, I think that most of the time that people are struggling with this, they're not dealing with an issue of um, they're too combative. They're dealing with an issue of I'm walking around holding this stuff inside, just hurting myself, right? It's not typically, like, people that just lash out. As soon as something bad happens, they're taking action, right? There are some people that do this, and they need to learn to, like, you know, cool it down a little bit. And there's some people that are doing the exact opposite and they need to learn to heat it up a little bit. But I think that most of the time people are in between those two extremes. They're not the, the kind of people that are constantly taking action. They're walking around just like tormenting themselves, like stuck in these negative cycles, stuck in these loops where they're just reliving this, this painful memory over and over again and like getting themselves worked up. And it doesn't accomplish anything, right? It doesn't hurt the other person. It just makes you feel like you're doing something when you're really not. Um, so yeah, it's it's important to it's it's important to have that balance between there's my pen um, that balance between being a pushover 
and being somebody who's just like fixated on um what's the word retribution i guess um you don't you don't want to be either one of those people you want to be somewhere in the middle but i think that the the majority of the time that people deal with this it's not an issue of like well i just keep lashing out at people i just keep saying things it's like they lash out at the wrong times you know they respond to the wrong things and it's not like hey somebody did something to me and i just reacted it's like somebody did something to me and then six months later i'm just torturing myself and like adding all this stress on top of um on top of it each and every day and then something small happens and i lash out at that person over that insignificant thing over that little thing right and that's kind of the, the situation that i find myself in sometimes and i notice it in a lot of other people as well so the other thing too like i said at the beginning this includes self-forgiveness right because we make a lot of mistakes we look back and i used to be that <laughs> i used to be the person that's like oh yeah no regrets like i think that was a thing when like late teens, early 20s, it's like, oh yeah, I have no regrets. Like I've always done the best I can. I've always lived life to the fullest. And then I look back and I'm like, yeah, but those were stupid decisions. <laughs> I thought I was experiencing something and that was not a good thing to experience. That was not a good decision to make. And it's like, you know, I look at some of my peers that are doing, seems like they're doing so much better than me. And it's like, why couldn't you have done that? Why couldn't you have just stuck with that thing or done that one thing or been happy with this or content with that? Like they seem like they're doing well. And it's like, you can't think that way because you're gonna drive yourself insane. <laughs> and life will do that without you having to add to it. You don't know how other people are actually doing. You don't know if that person's actually doing better than you. They may seem like they are, but one, you don't know what's going on in their internal world. You don't know what they've sacrificed to get to that. Maybe it's not worth it to you. Maybe it's legitimately not worth it to you, right? Like if you were to say, you know, like you had like the only way that you could become uh, a millionaire is like you had to sacrifice your family life. It's like, would you do that? I wouldn't right now. I don't think that that's typically necessary. Um, I think that people, I, I, I really don't. I, I think that that's kind of a, an excuse that people use to not pursue something and say, well, I don't want to sacrifice this, that, and the other. It's like, well, maybe you don't have to. Maybe you just have to find a different balance of things. Um, but no, we all make mistakes. We all look back and we're going to see things that we wish we had done different. And if you're somewhat sensible and healthy, you'll keep yourself from going too far off the rails with that. But like, you still keep a little sense of like, ah, oh, man, like if only, or what if, right? Um, you know, and sometimes you really work the best you can and you just feel like you're not doing good enough. I'm, I'm kind of going through that right now. Um, I, I feel like I've done everything I can for the situation that I'm in and it just wasn't enough. And I, I really tried everything that I could and I really put myself out there and I, I have been willing to, to pay some pretty hefty prices for it. Um, and I just have not gotten the results that i want and i'm looking around at other people that are doing the same thing they're doing much better than me they're doing well and like they're not struggling the way i am and it's like on some level you know that really screws with my head because that 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 messes with my self-image that's like you know because i just don't see myself like that i see myself as somebody who's successful and who works hard for what they want and so when i see myself not doing well consistently for a long time and then on top of that like kind of losing faith <laughs> in myself a little bit, you know, losing that motivation, losing that sense of self-assuredness, that's really difficult. And it's like, it throws you into to a state of turmoil, chaos. It's like, well, who am I? Like, you got to rethink your whole identity. And then, 
you know, I think that that's partially a good thing because if you don't go through challenges like that, like, and I'm saying this as I'm like still getting up every day, like cursing myself out. <laughs> but I mean, on some level, I'm also admitting that, you know, if I wasn't going through this and like, I can't really get on here and talk to you guys about getting through difficult times if I don't really go through difficult times, right? Because a lot of the things that I like to do that are hard, um, I have such an I have such an internal drive to do them that they, they are hard, but they don't feel like too overwhelming. So every now and again, something like this comes up that is truly like devastating to me and it knocks me on my ass and it reminds me that I need to be humble and that I need to keep perspective and understand that I don't have everything figured out and that um, life isn't always going to be easy. And then in those times, it's easy to look back and say, there's a hundred things that I would have done different. There's a hundred things that I wish I had known. And there's a hundred things like, you know, even if I didn't change anything, you still feel bad for not getting the results that you wanted, right? Even if you did everything as, as best you could. And that was always one thing that I, I struggled with is because I wouldn't typically have regrets when I left something because I had given it everything I had, right? So if it just didn't work out, if it's a job, relationship, whatever, um, career even, I would... But okay, well, that didn't work out, but it wasn't because of me. It was, I did everything I possibly could. But then down the road, I look back and I realized I had still have regrets about that in hindsight because I shouldn't have given that much energy to that thing, right? I wasted a lot of time or a lot of money or a lot of energy or I left it with, you know, stuff that I've got to work through now, stuff that I need to forgive. Um, of course, it doesn't always look that way. It looks like something that I just am stuck with sometimes, but. No, on, on the, on the, at the bottom of it, it is something that you need to forgive. Um, so yeah, forgiving yourself, like there's, there's going to be countless things that you do that you think are wrong in hindsight or that you didn't feel like you did well enough at or you regret. And I'm not saying anything new here. I'm not saying anything profound, I don't think. But I think it is a good reminder because how often do we stop and think about the stuff that we are holding on to that we're not forgiving ourselves over. Like how often do we stop and take that, that, you know, check ourselves and just like take that little mental break and say, okay, what are the things that I'm holding on to that I'm turning my own resentment towards myself, right? Because what that does is it creates separation within your own, um, your own mind. Because there's a part of you that thought that was a good idea. And now you're, ostracizing that part of you right and that part of you is still there and it's become you know um disconnected from everything else so it's like if you a, a good example of that too would be like if you have some kind of impulse right if you if you struggle with something well, we all struggle with things but i think that all of us have our own temptations that we um are going to struggle with more than other things so maybe for one person it's like you know it's lust and it's very difficult for them to stay faithful or it's very difficult for them to not um, make stupid decisions um, just in general. For some people, it's greed. Uh, for some people, they tend to struggle with something like fear or pride or, you know, whatever it is, laziness even. We've all got our own stuff, right? And we're going to fail at those things pretty frequently, right? Like even if we don't make the big decisions, like the, the big monumental mistakes, we're still going to make the little mistakes on like a daily basis. Um, on like a more frequent ongoing basis anyway. And so we can 
we can carry a lot around, excuse me, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt over that stuff. And sometimes that's appropriate and sometimes it's really not. Sometimes it's very misplaced. Like a lot of the things that we beat ourselves up for, if we really look at it, it's like we did our best. Um, and maybe this, if you look at the situation, it's like, well, the appropriate thing to do is to let this stuff go and to understand that I'm changing. I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly getting better. I'm constantly learning, right? I'm not staying in that place. And if you do feel like you're staying in that place, and it's like, remember again, still treat yourself with forgiveness. Because when you sit there and you beat yourself up and say, I suck because I gave into this, or I suck because I got, I got so fixated on my own stuff again. Like I was selfish and I hurt the people around me. Or I was greedy and I, you know, let my health go or whatever. It's like, I made these dumb mistakes, right? Well, when you treat yourself that way, you're just, cre you're just reinforcing that belief that that's who you are and making it that much harder to change, right? So say, take some time and try to understand, like, the factors that went into you making that, that mistake, that decision. Um, the things that you can change in your environment, right? Because you look at like if you if you got drunk at a party and you know flirted with somebody else it's like that's still wrong but you can also see that like well i probably would not have done that if i had been smarter about the the situation i put myself in so yes maybe i knew i do need to like check myself and say that was wrong take it to heart and move on but allowing it to poison you forever isn't going to do anything instead a, a more appropriate response might be to say what can i do to to, to change that and i understand hey the setting, the environment that I put myself in has a huge impact on my behavior. And if you don't understand that, go back and listen to whichever episode I did on environment. I don't remember which one it was. Um, listen to them all. They're all fantastic. Um, just go binge all my stuff. No, no, no. But no, like you understand like the, the setting, the environment that you put yourself in, it matters, right? And that's not to take responsibility away from yourself. It's not an excuse. It's just understanding that you're not perfect. You are up against things, and yes, you do need to do better, but that's okay. We all do, all right? So just learn to turn this forgiveness to yourself. Learn to understand yourself better. Um, do some soul searching. Try to figure out why you did those things, and then work on healing them, right? That's all you need. Okay. As far as taking revenge on people, this is a hot topic. You know what's funny, though? Whenever I post anything on social media, whenever I share anything from like Sun Tzu or, you know, Machiavelli, anybody that's like has this like strategic mind, even Robert Greene, anybody that's like, <laughs> you know, tactically um, outmaneuvering your enemies, quote unquote, or getting vengeance on somebody, which I don't really share that kind of stuff very often, but I'm trying to think of how I say it. it's like anybody that anything that could be kind of lumped into the category of manipulation, it's only ever women that like those posts. And I think that that's very interesting, ladies. I think that there's something to be said about that. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just, it's interesting. I, I don't know. Talk to me about that. What's going on there? Um, but as far as going out there and attacking people, the, the greatest remedy for anger is delay, Seneca. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's been one of the guiding um, quotes in my life over the last couple of years. It's helped me out tremendously. And I think that when it comes to anything to do with like somebody's done something against you, the longer that you can delay your response, the better, right? What I would also add on to that, instead of just looking at your actions, 
the longer you can delay allowing your mind to like dive into that downward spiral that it's going to try to get into the better so the busier you can keep yourself the more focused you can keep yourself on other stuff right uh, that the longer you can let that you can you can push that to the side i'm not saying like suppress it and bottle it up and you know compartmentalize and keep it somewhere that it's going to bother you and come back up in six months i'm just saying the, the longer that you can keep yourself from getting sucked into something the better All right again i think you should process this stuff i think you should deal with it i don't think that you should just push it to the side and try to force yourself to forgive and i think that that's one of the big problems that i saw um at least in the churches that I was in, I'm not saying this like this everywhere, just my personal experience, um, was that they kind of made it seem like you have to just forgive people, right? And I just disagree with that. And I, I don't think that, you know, Christianity in general teaches that, but I know that certain pockets of, you know, um, whatever denominations certainly do. It's like, no, 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 this is a process. This is a choice that you make, right? Just like, you know, to love somebody, it's more than just a feeling that you have. It's like this is, a, this is a commitment that you make to somebody that I'm going to tough things out with you, right? I think forgiveness is the same way. It's like you are promising yourself that you are going to work through this. It's like, yes, I'm dealing with these negative emotions. I am going to make it a habit, though, of consciously choosing to work through them, to release them, and to move on, right? And to, to learn the lessons I need to from that encounter, right? If somebody's no good for you, get away from them. Um, you know, and somebody can hurt you and you can figure out a way to overcome that and be better because of it. But holding on to the resentment, using that to drive you, it's a bad idea. It's going to hurt you. The alternative to doing this, in case you're like, well, if you're still listening, you probably don't think I'm completely full of it. But if you're listening, you're like, eh, I still don't kind of know. The alternative to forgiving people is to be enslaved by your emotions, to be stuck, Right. They do something to you and you're stuck. You can't do anything about it. You are doomed to be upset with them. Like, do you want to give other people that power, right? Obviously not. And again, it's not as simple as just saying, well, I'm just not gonna do it. It's tough, it takes work. That's why you gotta do it. Now, one thing that has helped me out, and I got this from Vishen Lakiani, um, during meditation, I, I encourage it during meditation. There's, and he has a six phase meditation that's very, very useful. Um, I don't personally use it anymore, but it does work pretty well. But you can, you don't even have to do all that. You can just take a time, sit down and like, put yourself in a good mood, um, meditate and pick somebody to forgive, right? Start with something small. Again, start with like little stuff. Don't, don't go back to like childhood trauma or something crazy, but pick somebody that has bothered you lately. Conjure up an image of that person. Allow them to like, to stand in front of you, look them in the eye, mentally and look at them and remember what it is that they're that they've done right try to do the things that i've talked about try to figure out why they did it see their perspective and again like you're, you're looking at their perspective from your own bias so i'm not saying that you've necessarily figured out the exact motivation but you can find ways to, to make it a little bit easier for yourself and hold this image of this person in your mind and look at them and say i forgive you and it's that simple like say i forgive you Say, I understand why you did this. You were X, you felt Y, you did Z, whatever. Or I also did this to make it worse. But like, explain to them why you forgive them. Sit there and talk to them and let yourself feel what that is to release. Let, that self, let yourself feel what it means to actually 
look at them with compassion and look at them with empathy. And I think that this is kind of going back to what we talked about with affirmations. It's not enough to just say, um, I am successful. Like if you're not successful, then you know that you're full of it, right? But if you say that I am successful because, and you give yourself examples of like how you've worked hard, how you have a lot of, you know, drive and passion, how you um, have survived and you've, you've done something in the past, whatever. It's like when you, when you validate what you're trying to say, it becomes more powerful. So if you look at somebody and say, I forgive you because, and you can give some reasons for that, it's a really profound thing. And it can actually help you to, to, to release a lot of that stuff. And you may have to do it a few times, but once you get good at it, you start doing it automatically, right? And then you can start just kind of being around people and just forgiving them, right? You don't necessarily have to go through the whole process consciously because it happens unconsciously. All right, um, let's go. What else have we got? We're running out of time. This one is, I think that I may have been ranting when I wrote this one down. Oh, I was. I remember I was like, I was like four cups of coffee deep when I was writing this. This is a little bit unrelated. Let me take something out of this, though. Um, like I already said, give energies to the things that you want to grow. The, I think the main point of, of this, this is <clears throat> when you're around somebody consistently, you're, you're in a friendship, relationship, working relationship, whatever it is, um, and they're doing something that you don't like. Our tendency is to push back. Our tendency is to, to punish, okay? There's been a lot of studies done showing that positive reinforcement works way better than any kind of punishment, okay? It's just, if you want somebody to do, to treat you better, it's much better off, you're much better off rewarding them for when they do anything that you like, anything that is moving in the right direction, it doesn't even have to be a big deal, right? But you positively reinforce these good behaviors, these positive actions. And if you just try to punish people, then like a lot of times, like I said, people don't really think that they did anything wrong. So when you start trying to punish them, they just take it as you're attacking them. And that's a never ending cycle because then you're just at war over something stupid, right? And then, um, but if, if you make it a point to like, you know, positively reinforced to, to, to be nice, to say thank you, to um, smile at people, to do things for them, little favors, whatever, Wh whatever it is that works for you, reinforce the good stuff. Don't give energy to the bad stuff, right? Um, that works with really everybody. And some people aren't going to, but most, most people will for sure. Um, this, it's going to make them feel compelled to keep doing those positive things in general, right? Um, remember also, okay, we're wrapping up here. I'm just going to hit some, some last couple notes. How you change the world depends on how you see the world. I have that in quotations. So maybe that was a quote, but how you change the world depends on how you see the world. I like that. That's a good one. Um, you don't get to choose everything, but you do get to choose who you want to be. And I've said that a few times on here. You don't get to decide how people are going to treat you, but it doesn't matter how people treat you. It matters what kind of person you are, what kind of character you want to build, what kind of, um, what's the word? Your, I don't know, I'm forgetting it. The, the, the character, the type of person that you want to be, you can be that person regardless of external circumstances, right? Like you can be a very positive, loving, forgiving person in dark situations, in abusive situations, in toxic situations, in good situations. 
right? It's not that you're, if you are only a good, forgiving, honest person, when things are going well, you're not really that person, right? You're just responding to the environment. If you choose it, no, I'm going to live off of principle. I'm going to live off of the type of person that I want to be. I'm going to create that character. I'm going to live it out every single day. That is powerful. That's how you start to change the world because you change yourself, you change your world, and then things around you start to adjust to that. Um, all right. And then just the last thing, remember, you know, if you go around, you, you assume that you know why people did the things that they did. They judge, you're, you're judging them. You're judging their behaviors, right? Well, judge not lest you be judged. If you assume that somebody went out of their way to hurt you, what does that look like? Well, it means that you're going to retaliate. Now, what if that person was just unconscious and blind to what they were doing? They're going to look at you as somebody you're retaliating, but they just see them. They see you as just attacking them. Right? They don't see it that way. They're not on the same wavelength. So when you learn not to take things personally, like we talked about earlier, that does a tremendous amount of good to help you um, kind of process through that stuff. and keep, it, it keeps you from, from taking things out of context, right? If you can slow down and you can look at the situation a little bit more objectively, once the emotion has subsided a little bit, you will do yourself a lot of good. You will save yourself a lot of stress. You will help yourself out a lot. That being said, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. If you want to support the show, um, you can either share it, you can subscribe, you can do whatever you like. Um, hit me up on social media if you guys have any questions. If you want to do some coaching with me, let me know what you guys think of this. If this is a topic that um, you would want to steer towards more in the future, or if you just have something, other directions you'd like me to go in. Um, I did get some good feedback from you guys recently on what you want to see. Um, so we are, I'm taking that into consideration. But best of luck to you all. We'll see you soon. Have a fantastic week.